This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Every day, many of our nation's most vulnerable workers put on their armor to go to work. These essential workers are keeping our lights on, restocking our shelves with food, and battling COVID-19 on the front lines. Now more than ever, they deserve our protection and thanks. That's why during the pandemic, Pond Lee Hockey is working around the clock to help protect these workers and fight for their rights. Call Pond Lee Hockey's COVID-19 hotline to help you and your loved ones with your legal needs during the pandemic at 267-606-4343. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday, everyone, and welcome into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Jay Doc, we're finally back out uh, on the road. What a great uh, location and a great venue and a great union uh, to begin being on the road. I will let the listening audience know that we are social distancing. Uh, we've gone through all of the pre-check, uh, getting into the building in order to be able to to do the broadcast uh, of the labor show. I got concerned, Jay Duck, because your temperature was like 86.1, <laughs> which is normally well, uh, it, really, really super low. Yeah. Uh, but you are alive and well. Welcome in, brother. Nice to have you. Well, I've been accused of being a little cold on occasion, <laughs> but that's typically in an argument with my wife. So we should be good now. But yeah, you're right, Joe. We've uh, we've taken all precautions, and, and uh, we got a great show lined up. This is uh, the first in a series, a long series, of union spotlight shows uh, that we're going to be doing in conjunction with the new launch of the of, of our of our uh, two-hour labor show, which begins the week after Labor Day. So I'm really excited uh, to, to, to put us to have a spotlight on um, AFSME Local 1637 uh, President Frank Halber and and, and uh, business agent um, Darnell Davis and and a number of other individuals in a very diverse union and i can't wait for the delaware valley to, to to hear everybody talk frank how are you sir i'm great joe joe uh welcome to district council 33 and we're glad to have you guys and thanks for having well us. it's it's great uh to be here i want to thank you for, for and everybody for and the leadership for the hospitality um darnell how are you i'm doing great how are you I'm I'm doing great. Uh, you know, you guys are not rookies to the to no. the program, and we've had some great shows in the past. Uh, first, I, I I'd like to ask Frank if you would kind of um, introduce, um, you know, who's going to be on the broadcast and what we're going to be talking about today, uh, because there's so many great things about the local. Uh, Joe, yeah, we invited some great labor leaders with us today. Uh, we'll be joined by Raphael Scalici. Raphael is a uh, a ticket writer, a, a park enforcement officer for the Philadelphia Parking Authority. We have Jeannie Renner, who is a building maintenance mechanic and, and a carpenter, and she does a fabulous job. And we have Shannon Miltier, who is a police communications dispatcher, who has been working day and night through this entire epidemic and doing a fabulous job. And I, I think their stories need to be heard. Yeah, and, and, and so um, having said that, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you deal with a, a very diverse uh, workforce in in in, in uh, a, a number of areas, but you know you, you, these individuals are on the front lines. These are, 
and 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 stressful jobs. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, you know the the uh, parking authority uh, that that you and Darnell uh, represent, and and uh, out on, on on the front lines, and, and not only dealing with the public every day, uh, but also dealing with the stresses that actually up to the point where they had a a, a featured uh, you know documentary on it or whatever type of show it was, uh, reality show. Um, and, and also, obviously, the dispatchers who are uh, dealing with more things now than you can even imagine, probably. And, of course, the, the, the maintenance and, and, and keeping things uh, up to date. Um, Frank, ha- is this a fair statement? Absolutely. This, uh, your union and everybody that makes up your union is under siege right now because of the pandemic. Is that fair? That is more than fair, Joe. We are under siege. This pandemic is uh, 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 put people on edge. Anxiety, anxiety, right? And our people have to show up for work. I, I, I go back to Shannon, a, a 911 dispatcher. 911 calls still have to be answered. Sure. And there is a high level of anxiety there. And there's social distancing and uh, um, disinfecting to make sure we don't have an outbreak there. Well, well having said that, you know, these are, these are obviously challenging times. Um, in 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 a lot of different ways, um, Donald. What's your day like? You know, we're we're talking about uh, COVID nineteen. This is a wrench that's been thrown into our lives uh, that's unprecedented. Which, by the way, they're talking about what flu season coming. You know, a, 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 another major spike. Um, what you know? So what once was a difficult job on on on, on you know in, in representation of your members. What changes on the front lines in in, in your daily life? Well, every day is something different with um, the co- with the COVID nineteen because we dealing with a lot of people calling. Um, we have some outbreaks, small outbreaks in different departments uh, and different areas. Like in the police department, we have clerks over there. Um, clerk, a police officer gets it in that district. That clerk calls us. We have to make sure that clerk is taken care of. Um, the police radio, same thing. Um, the police detention unit, same thing. We have to make sure our people get taken care of, that they don't just take care of police officers or firemen, that they have to take care of civilians also. So every day it's a different call, a different person who's looking to um, to get treated right and have, you know, people have to raise families. People have to uh, go take, you know, you come to work, you're essential personnel, but you got to go home to your mother, to your children, and you might be infected. You might be infecting them. So we try to protect them from, from that at, at all costs. Toughest time that you've ever experienced, Darno? Yes, as a union leader. Yes, I've just been elected business agent as of March, actually right before the COVID started. They saw it coming, and they knew they needed a tough guy. <laughs> and there you go. But Maybe so. <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, it's, it's been tough. Well, think, speaking of that, um, how many collective bargaining agreements do you guys deal with um, in, 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 in regards to the different workforces? Uh, we have uh, four. Four collective bargaining rooms, okay, Um, which is amazing because, you know, I mean, the number of unions, I mean, it's hard enough having one for crying out loud. Having said that, um, now more than ever shows the need for to be in a union. Okay. Could you, and I'm looking at the workers and the representatives right here in front of us and everybody's going to get a chance to talk, but can you imagine what it would be like? Krause says this all the time. If, if, you, if you didn't have the representation of, of, of labor leadership in front of you, could you imagine how vulnerable you'd be, you, you would actually be in your life and your family's lives? Because like you mentioned, Darnell, people are bringing it home. Yes. You know, so w- what's the importance uh, and, and significance of that right now, at least for our workforce, Frank? 
Oh, you know, Joe, I think sometimes people take this for granted that there is a, a 150 million people, what, ha, what have you, or 30 million people that have been laid off. Sure. Um, uh, they get slow. They, they have no recourse. Right. Um, we here have been, I mean, we've been delivering disinfected wipes to all our sites, spending thousands of dollars to, 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 to make sure people are, or we're doing our best to keep people safe. Yeah. And, and again, a lot of people uh, uh, take it for granted. But it's not. I am my brother and sister's keeper, and they're mine. And we are looking after our members to the best of our ability. And most people don't have that affordability. Right. Frank, let, let me put you on the spot for a minute. You're the president. You're the leader. Everybody ultimately looks to you, uh, or it stops or ends uh, with you. Um, how have you changed, if at all, since this craziness started back in March? Joe, I have a lot more gray hair. Um, <laughs> I, I truly, I mean, I make a joke out of it, but it's true. I stay up at night. I worry about things. I worry if I'm doing the right thing. Um, but Frank, you and your family had it, for crying out loud. We did have it. My wife was, was very sick, and uh, we bounced back, thank God. So we know what this is about. We know. I mean, you got people out there saying that this is, this is, this is fake news. It is not fake news. I'm here to tell you, I, we lived it, and uh, it's, it needs to be taken seriously. And uh, uh, we are doing our best every day to keep our members safe. Uh, I mean, sometimes we fall short. I mean, there's, but we try. We will not fail because of a lack of effort. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thrilled to uh, be able to bring you uh, the full show and give you an inside look at uh, truly what are the front lines. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, as J-Doc mentioned when we first came on. Coming up starting uh, in September, J-Doc, Saturday, September 12th, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor expands from one hour to two. Every Saturday now, J-Doc, I get to hang out with you for... Two hours. Wow, you're lucky. Uh, instead of one, we go <laughs> 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, that starts uh, on Saturday. Great show today. Uh, our next guest, part of the local and part of the union, uh, I'm fascinated uh, by her ability to actually be here because I imagine the stress and the pressure that is under you and all of your coworkers every single day. Day. Yeah, and, and, and I do want to elaborate further that uh, I want to thank, uh, obviously, Frank Calburn and the members of, of ASME 1637 for helping to make it possible for us to expand the labor show. And, and uh, we obviously really appreciate you and, and all your members. Um, and, I, and I'm uh, ecstatic to bring on Shannon Miltier, who's uh, a police communication dispatcher. Uh, like you said, Joe, by the way, this must be a piece of cake for her. Because dealing on the front lines, um, you know, amazing job. How are you, Shannon? I'm well. It's great to have you on the broadcast. And, and uh, you, you tell us uh, what these days have been, you know, since, since uh, the pandemic. Uh, 
Obviously, there's been a, a lot of other activities in the city, obviously, with Absolutely. the protests and all. A um, lot been going on in your world. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, of course, crime is on a steady rise right now. So dealing with the pandemic and having our staff cut down for social distancing and then handling the volume of crime and the volume of calls that's coming in is extremely difficult for us. In, in, in a stressful type situation, I'm sure... Uh, on a normal day, it, it, literally, you have. I can only imagine what it's be, what it's like, Krause, to to know when you pick up that phone, it's li- it potentially a life or death situation. How fast from the time you complete a call to the next call? With within seconds. Uh, sometimes it's back to back. As soon as you hang up, it's ringing again in your ear. And like I said, right now we're working short staff due to social di- distancing and due to. Um, a lot of my coworkers being out now because they're either quarantined because they have it or came in contact with someone. So right now we're working extremely short staff um, and the calls are almost immediately. As soon as we hang up, we're getting another call. And Frank, I, 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 if I can ask you, I feel as though in addition to COVID-19, all of the other chaos that's happening with crime, with the defund the police narrative and everything else, it has created a situation where the members, I'm not so sure the members feel the support that they need for the job they're doing. Oh, I can, I feel I can speak for police dispatchers and they don't feel the support from their management. Listen, Shannon and me, Shannon and I, have a, a, a lobby city council members about shortages in 911 radio for a year now before this epidemic hit they're short-staffed they need more more workers this just emphasized the problem and again i'm all for protesting i'm all for peaceful protesting if it wasn't for that we wouldn't be sitting in the positions we are sure but as a new commissioner came in i believe she gives listens to protesters more than she listens to her own employees and that's my, my, my personal opinion. The, Shannon is not just a 911 dispatcher. She's a union rep who deals with uh, uh, issues and problems for workers every day. So it's a double-edged sword for her. But we had, we got dispatchers that are working long days and being give, mandated. And, 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 and Give us an idea then of, of the types of numbers we're talking about in regards to the cuts, number one, and you know the, the, the volumes of calls we're talking about. Well, we were already short before the pandemic. Um, what was the numbers on it? The numbers the police department says is 278 dispatchers. We have shown uh, data that proves there should be 335 dispatchers. Yeah, so we were already short coming into the pandemic. And then now we have um, on one squad, we have about 14 people who are out quarantine. So on top of that, um, on top of the already shortage and now we have people who are quarantined um we are under way under way under on a daily basis i would say working with 30 people short and and it's interesting because really to say the least you're on the front lines you're on the front lines not only of of of, of you know the workforce and in, in, in dealing with covid but crime so you're the first call. Absolutely. And and one of my things is, you know, with, and we've talked about it before, is we want something positive to come out of everything that's happened. We need, we need you know, we need reform in, 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 in a number of areas. Uh, we need positive reform. We need to unite together because 
What would it be like if Shannon wasn't there? If somebody called and there was everybody, or if when Shannon, you know, dispatched an issue, there was nobody answering that phone. J Doc, everybody listening on the radio station right now on twelve ten needs Shannon when a situation. Oh yeah, instantly. They don't know you. They need you. So I was on the other side of the nine one one call the night of the looting. Yeah. I had to call 911, and oh. there was no one there to answer the phone. Um, I called for over in half an hour, and my call was never answered, still never was answered. Um, so I've been on the other side of the 911 call. Scar got my how to be the scariest thing ever. Yeah, and, and, the, and the, to just think about it, I just was calling for the looting, but what about someone who was calling because their grandma was on the floor and couldn't breathe? And they didn't have, they didn't get answered. Their call didn't get answered because there was, that many calls coming through and not enough people to answer the calls. Yeah, and, and, and certainly um, there's a lot going on in this country. And, uh, you know, we, 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 you know, that particular, you know, the, you know the, that particular issue is the one that's really, that, that, that issue you're talking about right there, right now, is, is potentially the primary issue in the country. You know, people, you know, the, 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 the saying defund the police. Well, Shannon, at the end of the day, uh, you listen, you know, reform absolutely important 100% but even 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 the, the thought of of a, a 911 dispatcher a union rep calling a 911 and not being able to get somebody on the phone you talk about the the grandmother on 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 the ground not being able to get the medical help what about somebody in their house while somebody's breaking in absolutely listen we got things got to you know you know we we we, we got to fix things we got to reform things but we cannot throw out the baby with the dishwasher water you know what i mean we have to make sure that we we do it the right way and it, there you just had it you had it Krause. right there you heard Shannon, it Shannon how do you how do you end your day and leave <sighs> everything from the day and be able to go back to your life it's very hard yeah it's very hard i find myself taking it home a lot of these mm -hmm. it's very hard what about the sentiments frank of the other members um in regards to uh you know you talk about a lot of issues you were having before the pandemic and before the protests and before you know the whole world was turned upside down um tell me the sentiments of the members now now that you have COVID in, in, in involved and in, in all those things. And I can even say that to Shannon, you must be sitting in the same room with a, a number of people. Um, what's everybody thinking? They're uh, burnt out. Absolutely. I mean, they're burnt out. You, 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 you can't, they're getting 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag and, that, and that's getting bigger. Now, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Councilman Jones and, and Councilwoman Cheryl Parker for visiting 911 Radio because before this hit, we were trying to get money budgeted for 911 dispatchers, and I think they were supporters of ours. No one foreseen this happening, but we were on the right track with the help of certain city council members. At the end of the day, uh, the stress is how are they affecting everybody, Shannon? Um, the morale in the room is very low right now. It's very low, and I think it's because of everything that's happening at once. The short staff, being overworked. Um, not having our partners with us because we have to social distance, um, making sure we take not to get sick in the room and take it home to our families. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. It's a perfect um, storm. Yeah, the morale in the room is very low right now. It's, it's, a, sad, it's a sad situation. And, and, and like. But these people, my, I don't mean to interrupt you, Joe. Sure. 
These people are troopers. They're getting through this. They, they are unsung heroes. Mm -hmm. They are overworked and underpaid. And part of, that's part of my problem about that underpaid so part. What, 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 so what's got to happen, Frank? In other words, what's the goal? The goal is to get them as registered as first responders. First of all, we got to get staffing levels up. I mean, and, you, and I, know the, I, I know the pay scales of the surrounding counties. And I know the amount of work that our dispatchers are doing compared to the surrounding counties. And, and it's off keel. And that's up to us to figure this out and figure out how to get more people and get better wages. To people, so these people feel appreciated. They are just unsung heroes that come to work every day, and they're doing a heck of a job. And, and they're on a Well, Shannon, as we go to our commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, I stand across the room from you in awe of what you do. I appreciate well it. Well done on a daily basis. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210. WPHTJ Doc, I know in the pre-show preparation for coming uh, to do the show today, um, we talked about um, DC 33. We talked about the impact that we felt they were having to listen to Shannon, to put it in real perspective, oh, yeah, uh, and understand what they do. Uh, as Frank Halper said, they are the unsung heroes. Uh, around the Delaware Valley in the city of Philadelphia. Well, yeah, there, there's no question about that. Nobody answers the phone at where, 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 where Shannon works, and people die. And and so, like Frank said uh, about his members, they're troopers. Uh, there's a, a heck of a lot going on, and, but they're there answering them calls in every possible way. Uh, so we want to thank them for that. Now we're going to go. You're speaking about a, uh, you know, uh, a stressful situation, a stressful job. Um, Frank, if you would introduce our next guest. Uh, well, we're joined here by another executive board member and a, 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 a ticket writer from the Philadelphia Parking Authority, Raphael Scalici, and uh, another stressful job, as you said, out there dealing with the public. And I mean, I don't like giving props to the Parking Authority, but I have to during this. They have done. They have taken uh, steps to ensure the safety of our members there, including temporal temperature taking, which we have been fighting for across this city. And I have to hand it to Scott Petrie and the Parking Authority for putting it in place. And they test people every day as they walk in there. It's not much to ask. It's a tool to f help fight this thing. And they have stepped up their game. And the members uh, of, of the union, uh, obviously um, stressful out there. Uh, you know, Raphael, tell us, a little bit about how your day has been affected and you know your relationships with your members because you're a rep and, and, and an e-board member um, on a daily basis because of COVID. Well before the pandemic uh, we would have some issues out there with the public as you might uh, guess. But Can't imagine. But it's <laughs> been <laughs> it's uh, probably uh, gone twofold. Yeah. with citizens i think they're out there trying to get their daily errands run they're trying to get home safe they're trying to do what they need to do in a short period of time so they're not out there uh and put themselves in danger and i don't think they're fully expecting us to be out there enforcing right. the parking violations and they get a violation and then they came out and 
it, it can it's get a little heated. Yeah, it's stressful, I'm sure, for you and for your, your uh, brother and sister members. And also, you know what's interesting, uh, and obviously for the general public, um, I remember when, when uh, it, it first started. And I'm going to take a shot at this, but there was no cars in Center City. I mean, I'm talking about it right in all like Walnut, but in the neighborhoods surrounding Center City. And I'm talking about, I mean, there wasn't a, a spot available. I did a meeting one time, I guess, uh, you know, 22nd and in, in, in South. I literally drove around there for an hour and a half and had to leave because you couldn't have it. You know, couldn't, you know, you couldn't find a spot. Has has your work shifted, uh, you know, or you know, at least at the beginning, more into the neighborhoods, ra- you know, rather because there was nobody working for a while there. Correct. It, 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 were, there were there big changes there, and was that difficult? Uh, during the pandemic, we had a, a, a skeleton crew. Yeah. In the in the center city area, uh, but we didn't get out to the neighborhoods till after well into a few weeks once we came back. Start, starting enforcing what is, so what is this the uh, the sentiments of your members because you know like you mentioned we talked earlier there's you know you you have uh, you know you're 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 you write, you're writing tickets but the, you have supervision so if you don't write it somebody else is writing it you're in a situation there where you know you have a required job you have individuals now you know like we said we there, there was the we've seen the tv show the parking wars and all that having said that the general public sometimes getting right in your face. I mean, now the dangers of your job are, you know, are, you know, tenfold because you're dealing with the possibility of COVID and getting sick. What are the, reper- uh, the, the precautions you've had to take? Uh, well, every every one of us has been uh, told that not to let a citizen get within that six feet. How do you stop them? Though? It's tough. Uh, you know, I've had a few situations myself where I had to try to calm a person down and gradually kept stepping back and letting them know, and it's for their safety, too. Well, once you let them know, it's for them as well as us, and we can have a conversation. I can get them a supervisor or explain what's happened. They get a little, uh, they get a little bit more relaxed, I would say, and start to listen more. But you do have the one or two people that just they don't want to hear it. They're upset about the ticket, and then... You call a supervisor on the radio, they'll come out there and, and try to defuse the situation. And I'm just trying to just get away and have them wait for a supervisor. I'm just trying to keep them calm, explain what's happened, but it's tough sometimes. Like Raphael, just like Shannon, they're, they're social workers. I mean, uh, you, have to, you have to have the right state of mind to do these jobs. Not everybody can do these jobs. No. And and, and social work is a big part of this. Uh, you got to talk somebody off the ledge and you got to know how to talk to people and these people do a fantastic job. Well, it's interesting. That's a great point. I, you know, having a little bit of experience in, 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 in security, um, you know, in, in my hospitality business that I was in for years, it's well easier said than done. I used to sit there with our security and sit there and t- tell them not to defuse. You got to defuse. You got to defuse. Uh, when somebody's coming at you hardcore and you could see something's going to go the wrong way, there's no way to prepare anybody for that. Tell, t- tell us a little bit about the training there and, and how, like Frank said, how you have to kind of position yourself, at least emotionally, to be able to do your job and, you know, and, and sometimes take the crap that you need to ta- that you need to take and at the same time keep yourself safe correct so uh w- trying to defuse the situation is is key uh personally everyone has a different style to it personally myself i try to uh feel for the person who just received the violation mm-hmm. let them know i apologize you know having to give them a ticket and then i try to explain what the situation is but when it gets to that point where they just don't want to hear it 
once you let them know you're going to call a supervisor and a supervisor can help them better than I can, they tend to calm down. Now, once the supervisor gets there, you know, they might get heated up again. And How often does somebody get, uh, you know, legitimately get in, in the potential for an assault on, on, on your job? I mean, it's got to be a, a high risk. It happens. Uh, it, it happens more than people think it happens. And it's... Um, it, it It's different for every person because every person handles a, a situation differently. Some people get a little bit more uh, riled up when they're getting attacked that you're way. Some people being. come. Yeah, you're a human being. What are you going to do? Now, no, J-Doc, when you leave the building today and you go downstairs <laughs> right. and you see a ticket well, on your vehicle. I'm going to blame we, you. As we exit. <laughs> Jacob Media. How, how, flat are you, out. how are you going to react? Well, if it's a small ticket writer, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, if they're uh, Raphael size, I'm just going to lay back. You're right. You're right. When did you guys stop giving tickets in East Falls? East Falls. That's where I live. I just want to, I'm, wink, I'm winking there. That's what I'm saying. Um, no, but it's, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, with everything that's going on, and particularly now society is, is volatile. And, you know, you know, I'll say this to, to Frank. Um, the elections are coming up, okay? And, you know, as labor leaders, um, you know, with the general elections coming up, how do you, and, and, and this is a little off topic, Raphael, but um, how do you engage the members in regards to politics, getting involved and in supporting uh, those, um, you know, legislative and political candidates that support our union, uh, you know, what we do as union members? Well, Joe, I think we, me and you, me and you talked about this a little bit before before the show started, and I, I don't think people vote against their best interest. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, I, I said this to you earlier. A, a president can affect your life for four to eight years. Yeah. A Supreme Court justice can affect your life and your and your kids' life for a generation. You gotta, you gotta understand. It's a bigger picture right. than one, one, one person. I mean, voting for one person to make a change, it, it, it's a bigger picture than that. And, and, and Raphael, as a union rep, uh, you know, an executive board member, um, I'm sure you guys get into the, you know, the conversations. And, you know, we, we did uh, as an iron worker, you know, who, who's the local support and what are we doing? Um, is it important to convey to the members out there? You know, who are on the front lines? You guys are on the front lines, just like uh, Shannon and everybody. You know, it, it just doesn't get any more real than that. Uh, you know, uh, t- talking about politics and, 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 and what's best for the, the local and the members. Well, we try to explain to uh, the membership what's best for us, what's best for us as workers, working families, uh, going safety and things of that nature. But the parking authority is the agency is really diverse with the politics in that. Sure, uh, you're right about that. It's really diverse with the politics. It's, that's I think unique to any other agency probably in the city. Very. Uh, so, but inevitably everyone, you have them conversations. Correct. Inevitably we have the conversations. Everyone has different points of view. Sure. And all that, so we can get some people to come to our side, but it's not always yeah right a success story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's America, man. Right. right. And that's what it's about. America. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll take our final commercial break. We'll check J-Doc's car in between the breaks. <laughs> I might not be on the next second. Raphael, so if he leaves, uh, we know why. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. Today's program has been pre-recorded. 
quick hour here tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Jay Doc, as we go on location for uh, what has been a long, long time, our labor, our labor leader roundtables that we uh, are so used to doing at sure. uh, the Sinesta Hotel uh, ended up on the shelf, and DC 33 opened up the opened up the banquet room for us to be able to do the show. Social distance um, provided a great meal for us to. Uh, I know you consumed my meal, which is fine. <laughs> uh, that's so my wife the listens case. to the show. <laughs> uh, but back to you for the final second. Thank Thank you, Joe. Elaine, he's just kidding. Um, Having said that, um, Frank, if you will, introduce our, our next guest. Joe, I'm, I'm honored we have a, another union rep with us. We have a young lady, uh, Jeannie Renner. She works for the Department of Public Property. She is a, uh, a carpenter by trade, uh, a, tradition, a traditional uh, male's position, right. you might say. But uh, it proves once again that a woman's, Equality run, re- supreme. A woman's place is in the union, man. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad to have her, and she can out-carpenter any guy I know. Uh, Jeannie, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, uh, welcome to the broadcast. And it's interesting um, in, 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 in uh, what, what Frank said, and, that, and that's the great uh, part about you. Not only that, um, having the representation um, and, and equality is... is um, it's such a big deal. When you got into the uh, when when you got into that, what what got you into that particular area? Um, I guess being divorced with two little children, I was skeptical of having men in my house. Sure. So um, I would call my brother. I would watch him. I was his little labor, and before you know it. I became his boss. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I mean, you know, and that's important. And, and by the way, when you when you have um, an affinity to, like, I'm, I was an iron worker for, uh, out in the field for over 20-some years, and, you know, I was like, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the, 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 the little elf that wanted to be the dentist, who I wanted to be a rock star. I just, well, it wasn't a, 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 you know, so not everybody's, uh, you know, has a, a you know, a, a knack for, you know, a, you know labor. I, you know, I, I did not. So I, I might want to get your number after the show to, to uh, tell us a little bit about the, the, the job conditions where, you know, where, what, what facility do you work at? Um, well, I work for a public property and I'm a building maintenance mechanic. I go into the police departments, the fire halls, um, city hall. We have to make sure that all the buildings are working correctly so that everybody can come in and be safe and have everything there that they need. Um, and it, it gets... Well, it's, I mean, and, 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 and now... How is it every day? Is it every day now that each one of these buildings now is a priority number one where before maybe there was a rel i don't want to say a schedule but there was at least a process now everything has to be spot on every yes. day and then you have the cleaning on top of it and um the social distancing so um it's quite a challenge um but we're lucky because we have uh, great people that we work with and um they provide us with um things to clean like Frank says, uh, masks. The protective equipment. Yes. PPE. And uh, we help each other, try to remind each other to wear a mask because there's times where it's hard where we have sawdust and right. I got safety you're walking, glasses. You're walking into a different environment every day. Yes. And I have tools on. I'm, I mean, so it, it's... How do you deal with it when... when um somebody's not you know you're walking into a building so so you know i know everybody you know when you when when 
when you're walking into to, to, to the dispatcher and, and, and everybody, you know everybody, everybody's got a set situation. You're, uh, Jeannie, you're walking into situations where, they, you know, it's new people all the time. They're coming at you, you know, they're shaking, you know, want to reach their hand out, whatever. Um, how do you handle that? It's got to be stressful. It's stressful, but, you know, I have my protection on, and I also have to know how to keep my distance. Sure. So if I see someone not cooperating, then um, I don't feel like having to argue with someone because they know the rules and regulations. You know, for whatever reasons, they don't want to wear it. That's fine. I'm here to do a job, and most likely with power drills and tools and saws, you're not going to get close. Right. So. You know, I I make it known. Right when somebody, Hammers. right, right, you're swinging at you. That's it. You want to get close? That's a great know. way to social distance. Uh, tell me about the uh, the sentiments of, of of your coworkers. In other words, during this this particular time. Oh, it was hard in the very beginning because we hear pandemic, and I got my mom, my husband. has got four stage four cancer, so. You know, I'm working and wondering if I'm going to be bringing something home. I got workers calling. They are scared. But the city was able to accommodate a lot of us by bringing us in staggered um, hours and days, just making sure that we were going to stay employed. We were going to stay safe. Um, we were all scared. It's just, you know. It's life and death, man. Yeah. Going to work every day is, is potentially exactly. life and death. And certainly, Frank, um Tell us about, you know, you have a lot of attention. And I don't drink. (laughs) But the point is, no, but, you know, like, what's it like to be getting, you know, you have different scenarios. You know, you you have the parking authority. You have the, you know, the the, the maintenance and and, and the um, dispatchers and and, and a number of other individuals. How do you deal with that? And and do you have to know everybody's job and understand it? Uh, You you know, and, and understand the circumstances they're in in order to help them on the spot? Yes, Joe. We have, like you said, we have uh, different, many different departments, and they, they, they're all different. Um, and yes, uh, uh, someone in Genie's spot, is, is, it's a different job classification and different issues that, that might arise as a ticket writer or, or Shannon as a communications. But I think it makes us uh, more well-versed, Darnell and myself, uh, understanding all the job classifications that are out there and the differences. And like you said, with Genie, the, the public property works on old buildings. City buildings are old. They have they have to worry about lead and asbestos, asbestos and stuff so just before, think, before just think that. that. Yes. yes, absolutely. And we have actually took measures to clean buildings over the past course of the last couple of years. So they got they got issues before this COVID even hit. So I mean, and she's right. Some people will not wear a mask, but. That they're far and few between. Well, Jeannie Rena, I want to I want to thank you for 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 the job you do every day. Uh, keep up the good work, and, and 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 we appreciate it. Frank, I'll give you last word. You've got uh, J Doc left you thirty five seconds. I'm going to give it all to you. Um, whichever way you want to go, whatever message you want to put out as we say goodbye on this Saturday night. Guys, I want to thank you for coming to District Council thirty three. I want to thank. Uh, the officers of District Council 33, uh, city workers, we have a saying, the city works because we do. And that's a fact. Not only in this local, I mean, sanitation, they have their issues with, with COVID, uh, the prisons. This, this is affecting every local, not just local 1637. And as I said earlier, I am my brother's keeper, and, and they are mine. And uh, if we all look out for each other, 
for another person in front of us, we will get through this and we will get to the other side. And, and, and the labor movement is, is here and doing the best we can to uh, take care of our members. Well said and a great way to end our show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We thank the listening audience for tuning in. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Every day, many of our nation's most vulnerable workers put on their armor to go to work. These essential workers are keeping our lights on, restocking our shelves with food, and battling COVID-19 on the front lines. Now more than ever, they deserve our protection and thanks. That's why during the pandemic, Pond Lee Hockey is working around the clock to help protect these workers and fight for their rights. Call Pond Lee Hockey's COVID-19 hotline to help you and your loved ones with your legal needs during the pandemic at 267-606-4343.